Blog Talk Radio.
I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we're so happy that you were able to join us. Congratulations and thank you to all who participated in last night's event. God will surely bless us because he said, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Be blessed, saints. Thank you to all who went out and all who prayed and all who stood in faith believing. Amen. Uh, God is going to give the increase. We planted, God will water, and God will bring the increase. Amen. I... um. I didn't know quite how I was going to uh, to do that last night, but I, I just went across the street. I started going across the street. And then uh, as I was driving home, I saw this little boy. And so I figured, oh, little boy, there's probably some more. And so I went in this yard I've never been in, and I knocked on the door, and uh the dad answered the door, and I, I, matter of fact, I didn't even introduce myself. I wasn't thinking. Now, now that I look back at it, I didn't even introduce myself. I just said, hi, can they have some candy? <laughs> and everything went well from there. So I pray that you had uh enjoyable experiences as well. I did. I I had a good time. I came home filled with joy and excitement and anticipation. Amen. And I pray that everyone had a great time. You know, I think that that was a good thing. I think it pleased the Lord that all over the world, we were all out doing the Great Commission together and having a good time in him. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. I I had a good time. I don't remember anybody's name, but I do remember the little boy from across the street because he hollered, thank you. I said, you're welcome. (laughs) Another thing I discovered was that some of these parents are really having a hard time financially this year. And they didn't have the money uh, to do that little thing for them. They, they didn't have the finances to do that for them this year, and they didn't. And so I, w- I was happy to know that we filled in that little gap. Amen? That we filled in that little gap. And, you know, that's what matters to them. So... Later on, um, God's going to use that little experience. He's going to use it. It was a door opener. 
Amen. I had never done any more than wave at that lady across the street. And uh, I don't know that little boy's name, but he knows me. (laughs) And she was so grateful. And so was the dad that answered the door. And I know all of you had those experiences, too. You ran into people whose name you have no idea what it is today, but it was fun last night. Amen. (laughs) We had fun last night in Jesus. And so um, I heard the Holy Spirit singing this song to me, and I, I, I posted it, and some of you enjoyed it. And I just want to thank the Lord for that opportunity. I know I had um, I had to press through because the devil kept, you know, you can feel when the enemy's coming against you and you know it's just him because it's just him. And I wouldn't give up. I said, no, we're going to do the Great Commission no matter what. We're going to actually obey scripture. I told you when we obey God, we get blessed. And our first blessing was just in the doing, amen, in the commitment we made and in the doing. And we want to thank everyone who prayed because without the prayers, it would not have been the same, amen. It just would not have been the same. And uh, I was headed out the door, and the Holy Spirit said, anoint yourself. That's anoint myself. Okay, so I, I, I had to turn back around in the kitchen and go anoint myself, and then I headed out. So I, I was very pleased, amen. I was very pleased. I ran out of candy, but I was still very pleased, amen. And I think the little the little baggies with the with the track and the candy, it was just perfect. It was just perfect. So I think we made a very good impression to those that we ministered to. I think the Lord is blessed. And uh, it's going to work. God's going to work. God's going to work. God's going to work. So let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I'll give you a hand clap of praise. Yay, miracle. Yay, miracle. Proud of you. Proud of you all. Amen. So hopefully that won't be the last time we get to have that much fun together. Amen. It was really good. It was cheerful. Really, the prayers and the fasting made all the difference in the world. And the angels, um, the angels had a good time too. Yes, they can have a good time. (laughs) Yes, they can have a good time with us doing the things that God likes. They like that. Amen. Praise God. So, I don't have any more any more candy, but that's okay. Amen. I, I ran out of candy, y'all, <laughs> but it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Amen. I won't gain any candy weight, <laughs> but it's going to be all right. To those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> welcome. 
to Miracle Internet Church. We are a Christian witnessing, loving, Protestant, non-denominational, international church, and we spread the love of Jesus all over the world. How about that? Amen. And we're so happy that you could join us. We invite everyone to join us in our chat room who can. And all you need to do is go to our website, which is MiracleInternetChurch.com, MiracleInternetChurch.com. And when the page comes up across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link. When the page changes, click Guest. When it changes again, type in your name, one of the names that's on your birth certificate. It doesn't matter which one it is. You can pick a middle name. It doesn't matter. It just has to be one of the names that's on your birth certificate. And type in your greeting to the saints, and they will respond to you in love. Amen? Amen. So, We went out together, praise God, and we will come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, if there was anybody that wasn't feeling well last night and they didn't get to, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Then uh, what you do is, You pray for God to give us another opportunity, okay? And then you won't miss that one because there are people that had to work and they they couldn't come. They had prayed, but they couldn't couldn't go outside. (laughs) And there are people that didn't feel well, you know. And things like that happen. And so we love them too, and they're a part of this too because they're a part of us. And so we all rejoice together. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, Lena, Sister Lena, I got the email. Okay. So we're good. Amen. Thank you for responding. So um, I came in. And I was very excited, and I fell asleep. (laughs) Yeah, because I've been running around all afternoon trying to get everything just perfect, you know? Not that it was going to be perfect, but I was going to make an effort. So after I sat down in the chair, my eyes closed, and that was the end of that idea. But I got up today, and God and I started all over again. I'm thinking about, boy, where can I get some more candy? And so there I've started all over again. So y'all just pray for your pastor. When I get excited, I I really stay excited for some time. And I hope you really do too. You know, I believe when we all get to heaven, all of the things that disappointed us about earth will just pass away and we'll be basking in the love and the joy and the peace of the Lord. And I'm really looking forward to that, and I know that you are too. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. 
So I know that uh, some of you probably have plans for Easter. Correction, I'm getting too far ahead of myself, Lord. Let me back up. Let me come back to this year. Thanksgiving. See, I'm too far ahead of myself. Thanksgiving. Enjoy Thanksgiving, okay? Pastor wants you to enjoy Thanksgiving. Make it a pleasurable occasion. Do whatever you need to or want to to make it a pleasurable occasion. Enjoy yourself enough, but not too much. Amen? You have my blessing in Jesus' name. Those of you that must travel, we ask the Lord to give you traveling mercies there and back. Amen? Wherever there is, even if there is just next door. You know, some people, they're there is actually just next door. And uh, we pray that the Lord give you traveling mercy and bring you home safely and back to the fold in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. And know that our love and prayers go with you wherever you are. Even if you're home by yourself with your feet uh, propped up wherever you prop them up and whatever it is you want to eat, if you want to eat, You may do that. If you want to fall asleep in front of the TV, that's okay, too. Amen. (laughs) Just make you know what to do. But um, however it is, you feel led to celebrate. Or if you're going to sleep all day, do whatever it is you're going to do. Just do it all unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. And come up in the chat room and share some love. And all will be well. None of this going to the emergency room stuff, okay? We're not doing that this year. None of that. That is forbidden in the name of Jesus. There will be no kitchen accidents. They are forbidden in the name of Jesus Christ. And nobody's going to have to run to the emergency room. Nobody. That is forbidden in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. We're going to have a peaceful an enjoyable and loving and restful day. Amen? Amen. So there, Pastor has said her little two bits about Thanksgiving already. Now, if you live in a country where Thanksgiving is some other time, you've been blessed anyway. Amen. Eat too. You eat too. We'll be eating. You eat too. Amen? Amen. Now, if anybody's in a not in agreement with that, you be sure to write me at gproom at outlook.com and tell me all about it, okay? All right. And the Holy Spirit says, if you want to have protein shakes and fast that day, you can do that too. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So, I'm so glad going so well. Amen. Therefore, take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Each day is a gift of God. Each new day is a gift of God. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. 
a day which you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. We press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, because you are our ever-present help, Lord. Because you are always there, we will set you continually before us. Because you are at our right hand, we will not be moved. Therefore, our hearts are glad. And our glory rejoices in you, Father, and we will rest in your hope. You are showing us the path of life each step of the way, O Lord. In your presence we find fullness of joy every moment of the day. And at your right hand we experience pleasures forevermore. Thank you, Father. Give us your grace to make the most of every moment today. Help us to seize every opportunity that comes our way. We will redeem the time today, and we will walk purposefully and wisely as you reveal your will to us. Today, dear Father, we will trust you with all of our heart, leaning not to our own understanding. In all our ways, we will acknowledge you, and we know you will direct our path. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, anybody that was not feeling well yesterday, that was uh, maybe having a little bout of sickness or a cold or whatever it may have been, we lift them up to you in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask that you heal them, Father. We take authority, dominion, and power over whatever has attacked their body, and we send it uh, bound in a cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We forbid it to come and attack them ever again because you said that that affliction cometh not the second time. So, Father, we send it back wherever it ought to go back, and we thank you, Father, for giving them rest and strength and health, and wellness in Jesus' name. We ask you to touch their bodies, and by the stripes of Jesus, they have been healed because, Lord, you already bore their sickness on the cross. When you were on the cross, you took it for them, and you released their healing. You released their deliverance. Some of you ought to cough while I'm praying. You release their deliverance and their healing, and you allow for wholeness to be there. And so, Father, we receive those gifts of love from you through the Lord Jesus' sacrifice. And we appreciate what you're doing in our bodies, in our minds, in our souls, in our spirits, in our imagination, even in our dreams. Thank you, Father. In everything, we give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. 
Amen. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's a wonder. You're a wonder, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable in your sight as a living sacrifice with breath and blood and movement. We thank you that our loins are girt about with truth and we have on our breastplate of righteousness and our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Amen. And we take up the shield of faith so that we'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We're wearing our helmet of salvation, and we've taken up the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We thank you, Lord, that you put a hedge around us, and we're covered by the blood of Jesus. We are the head and not the tail, and no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper and every tongue that is risen against us in judgment, we condemn. We praise you and thank you for the armor that you have provided for us to wear. We know that we are completely covered in you, Father. We thank you for Psalm 91 and other psalms that tell us of your great love for us and your provision of protection for us. We want to thank you for your provision of protection. Even when we're, we're driving in the night and there's no street lamp and it's a dark road and it's gotten jet black outside and there are deer crossing the road and it's a narrow road, you're there, Lord. You and the angels are right there. And you can drive better than us. So we thank you, Lord, that you keep us protected as the planes are taking off and landing at the airports and other places and on landing strips. You're protecting us, Lord. You're protecting us. When we're out in the ocean on those big boats, you're protecting us, Lord. Wherever we happen to be, walking down the sidewalk, you're protecting us, Lord. Driving up the highway, you're protecting us. However we're moving forward, Lord, you're there to watch over us, to protect us, and we can trust you to see about us. You are our shepherd, and we shall not want, because you have already supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory. And yes, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So for whatever cares we have left, we cast all our cares upon you because you care for us. Thank you that we are allowed to walk in divine health. You heal all of our diseases, and by your stripes we have been healed. We thank you, Lord, because your joy is our strength. Amen. We're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, and all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timing, decisions, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, and orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments, 
and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their power. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man, and we dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks unto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiars, listeners, all electronic, digital, and technology demons in their attacks, Leviathan spirits in their attacks, all brainwashing, kundalini spirits in their attacks, all water and marine spirits in their attacks, sex devils in their attacks, unclean spirits in their attacks, passive devils in their attacks, excuse me, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust, sorcery devils, yeah, sorcery devils in their attacks, all the seducing and womanizing devils in their attacks, boredom spirits in their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, the seducer, and their attacks, all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals in their intent, all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism, mind controlled by the occult, force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crime, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, Pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, and binding all vibrations which are demons. Yes. We take authority, dominion, and power, and we bind you. In Jesus' name, we bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, sonic audio weapons, targeted radio frequencies, Pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, 5G and components, everything coming from outer space as we know it, from any galaxy as we know it, from any orbit, from any planet or star or satellite, from anything shooting through the different spheres, from anything that's um, any building, any station that's been placed on a planet, through any satellite, coming through any cell tower, through our electronic devices. We bind you and we send you back wherever you came from in the name of Jesus. Any beam being sent against people as a weapon of warfare to hurt them, 
to hurt what God made. In Jesus' name, we bind you. So we want to thank you, Lord, for teaching us what actually is, is can hurt us. Thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you. We overturn and empty our cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Russian, Chinese, Ukrainian, Indonesian, Malaysian, all islanders, all tribal groups, all indigenous groups, all covens of witches, warlocks, wizards, sorcerers, diviners, pagans, uh, obedomen, and such in Jesus' name, all occult workers. We bind every cult, its powers, and its deception in Jesus' name. We bind every cult, C-U-L-T, and its deception, its methods, and its caging in of the membership in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for opening blind eyes to see, opening deaf ears to hear, and making hearts able to receive the truth of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your consistent work, sir. We lift up to you, Father, all the members of our family that are trapped in a cult in the name of Jesus Christ. They're there because they were either deceived or they made willful decisions to make such connections. We ask, Father, that you save their souls before they leave this planet, and we thank you for the word of God that covers their lives. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we bind all global cabal, every group that's considered part of the Illuminati. We bind your management, your plans, your schemes, your agendas, and all that makes you important to yourself. We take authority, dominion, and power over the UN, the WEF, the WHO, the WEF. We bind all of those groups and their plans and their agendas and their plots for world globalism in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over all false religions and the very basis of that uh false religion, the, every false god, we bind you in Jesus' name. And all the demons that attend to those false gods, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for releasing your angels to do the work, Lord, as we pray and present prayers before your throne. Father, we come into agreement with the intercession of the Godhead for the subject matters that we will bring before you tonight in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We bind all Morgellons attacks, all Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic. We bind return every attack to the senders, and we bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. 
We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedications, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind all spiders in their webs. And we bind Mammon and his agents. We bind the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fools, the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind, food, lust, addictions, and gluttony. In Jesus' holy name, thank you, Lord. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, Astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights. Returning to sender all witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website and the app. Returning all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, jujus, hexes, vexes, and such. Returning all tribal witchcraft, returning it, all the work of the Obita men and the witch doctors, we return that in Jesus' name. Returning all Chaldean witchcraft in the name of Jesus from wherever it came from. Returning all Spanish witchcraft from whence it came in the name of Jesus. Breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food, drink, which, we, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. Binding superficial religious acts, binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charms, high magic, and folk magic spells, binding the demons of energies, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding all magical language, magic signs, magical patterns, even in numbering, binding synchrony, binding and caging Poseidon and all other underwater demons, and stripping them of their crowns and powers and transferring them to Jesus Christ, binding Jewish black magic mysticism, magic writings, magic artifacts, binding the essence of magic and Jewish magic by practitioners, amulets, bowls, precious stones, 
incantations, divining practices, magic spells, and potions. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make Believe, fantasy fables, enchantments, la-la lands, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, and the spirit and the children of disobedience. We bind martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings in Jesus' name. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness, and we send you into the spiritual cage to the feet of Jesus for, for judgment. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idle mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, violence, and temptation to sin. Ooh, we bind you in Jesus' name. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, and all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness, and we send you to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, Voodoo pins and dolls, cold and hot spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, pledge, and vow in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grips, Freemasonry, and the rituals of every secret society. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bind the demons that attend and the works of the associated organizations in the name of Jesus Christ. You are bound. Thank you, Lord. We disconnect ourselves, Father, with the sword of the Spirit from all such. In Jesus' holy name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of error, and foolishness of our own opinions, we bind being misled and misleading others. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin, and we renounce and denounce them all. We loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven, 
We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, undo heavy burdens. Let the oppressed go free to break every yoke and chain and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Amen. Praise the Lord. We command every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us, to leave us now, bound in Jesus' name. Even spirits coming through the computer, or as we're opening web pages or downloading email, coming across the computer lines and through our electronic devices, you're bound in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, of Israel, and Palestine, and that area. We pray for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians, especially persecuted Christians that were left behind in Afghanistan or some other place. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus, our mode of transportation, our vehicles, and everything concerning our vehicles whether it's our personal property or a rental, or we're using a company to transport us to and fro. We take authority, dominion, and power over any obstacles in the road or any crashes in the road or wherever the case may be. We thank you that you have made a way for us and the angels have gone before us to protect us. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us, Father, with your glory in the midst. We thank you for linking shields, and we thank you for your very presence in our midst. We thank you for the praising angels that come together and praise whenever the church comes together in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus, and we take authority over demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone that are trying to get into our dreams. We command them to stay away, and we thank you for the wall of fire And we thank you for your warring angels and your word and your own personal protection of us as we rest day or night. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, anything sent to us, all hexes and vexes. We send it back wherever it came from. It's not ours, God. It's not ours. So we return it in the name of Jesus Christ. It's not ours. So we pull it out and throw it away in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We cut and burn all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We break down and destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, diviners, pagans, and such. We break the power 
of every charm, love spell, vex, hex, curse, psychic prayers and thoughts, witchcraft, bewitchments, death, potions, psychic prayers, psychic powers, torment, mind control, voodoo, sickness, pain, magic, sorcery and destruction, hoodoo, crystals, incense and candle burnings, root works, tribal rituals and sin, chanting, ungodly blessings, root works, and everything sent to us by the demonic realm, Father, it is destroyed in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord. We return. Works of hatred, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, heaviness, and hate, and fear in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that as you protect us, We thank you for your protection, and we release the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over every member of Miracle Internet Church in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Okay. Praise the Lord. So our featured psalm for tonight comes from Psalm 41. It's Psalm 4.1. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of Job, Job chapter 12, verse 6. Our featured ebook is Favor, Grace of God Bible Study, Having God's Favor. So we're getting prepared uh, to walk in the season where God's going to bless us. We're leaving the old and going into the new year. And there's more blessing coming our way than we've ever experienced before. Amen? So tonight, we're going to talk about soldiers of the cross. Soldiers of the cross. Soldiers of the cross. Saints, our Lord and Savior is calling us to battle. Amen? Our Lord and Savior is calling us to battle. There has never been a greater or more necessary time in history for the people of God to learn how to pray. The cry of the Spirit coming from the throne of God is a divine, universal call to prayer. Amen? Never before has there been a greater need for Christians to know how to pray with power. Amen. Christians must learn how to pray prayers that are beyond ordinary prayer. Christians must learn to pray prayers that are divinely energized and charged by the Holy Spirit. The normal prayers of ordinary Christians are insufficient to provide this world with the spiritual breakthroughs that we must have now, right now. God's supernatural must occur and begin to take place in our praying. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praying that will eventually demolish Satan's stronghold over our nation. Our ordinary prayer will not do it. 
racehorses will be removed from the battle. Why? Because they are rebellious and will not properly honor authority. Because they are gushing over in pride and many other sins of the flesh. Because their vain imaginations are not subject to the will of God. God is going to raise up a prayer army of invincible, but not cocky, not bragging, and not full of themselves, spiritual prayer warriors. These prayer warriors will pray on a new level. These spiritual warriors will have a desire to pray for the spiritual needs of this world. These prayer warriors will pray without ceasing until God's work is done. God is raising up men and women who will move in humble submission to his spirit, to a new level of spiritual warfare prayer. This dimension of prayer is beyond the normal, traditional type of prayer. It is prayer that supersedes our natural mind and moves into the supernatural to take hold of the impossible. The Holy Spirit, who is our teacher of intercession, will lead us in the righteous way. Draw near to him with your heart. Begin a spiritual journey where you'll find that he is waiting for you. As soldiers for Christ, we must overcome the desire to pay back injury for injury. We must allow the nature of our God to surpass our carnal desires to punish in return for an injury or an offense. In the carnal life, we often become weary of the continual unrighteousness of those who are in our lives and in our world. Yes, that's the truth. Many persons give in to these feelings. They deliberately make decisions to infuriate or to offend someone. Some live with petty ill will or hatred with the disposition to irritate, annoy, or to prevent someone from accomplishing something. If you'll join me in the book of Romans, chapter 14, Romans chapter 14, beginning at verse 13. Romans chapter 14. You know, the Bible tells us to examine ourselves to see if we be in the faith, prove our own selves. That's what the Bible says. Amen. Romans chapter 14, verse 13. Romans chapter 14, verse 13. Let us not, therefore, judge one another anymore. Let us not, therefore, judge one another anymore. 
But judge, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. Amen? That no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. So many utilize spite when they feel they're under attack or want to show someone how wrong they were. Spite can come from desperation or lack of thought. Hmm. It can be a reactionary attitude even. Some folks want to have everything under control. They do not feel comfortable dialoguing and do not accept that others have their opinion and a different take. Uh-huh. Consider that. Most people have crossed paths with these attitudes and behaviors in others. It is common that when a love relationship breaks down or there are serious misunderstandings due to the intensity of the feeling, a great resentment towards the other person appears. Resentment is a type of right versus wrong damage for which one feels offended and wants revenge. Emotions may arise, such as anger leading to hatred and despising. Sometimes matters explode, and the desire to make the other person or persons pay for what they have done to us or what we believe they have done to us. Resentment circles around the feeling that we have been hurt. Resentment circles around the feeling that we have been hurt. Amen? Revenge is when we behave in a hostile way and want the other person or persons to suffer the consequences of having hurt us. Saints, there are several, several, I'm only going to name a few, several attitudes which must be dealt with using the word of God. You mean Christians have these feelings? Well, join me at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Amen? 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. 
There has no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. God is faithful. Who will not suffer you? He will not allow you to be tempted above that that you are able. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Yes, Christians have these feelings. Saints have these feelings. Humans have these feelings. Animals have these feelings. That's right. These feelings are very popular. They sure are. And the demons, the demons go and do things. Amen. And I thank the Lord that we've, the Lord's taught us how to handle these situations. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We cannot be a person who neither forgives nor forgets. We can't be that one. Mm-mm. Jesus won't allow for that. We cannot be a person who neither forgives nor forgets. The fact of not forgiving means that what happens is still present within us. And that is what we why we feel that way still alive in us when it shouldn't be. The best way to forget is to forgive, even when it is difficult. That's right. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Leviticus chapter 19, Verse 18, thou shalt not avenge, thou shalt not avenge, nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. Can it be any plainer, saints? Can it be any plainer? Can it be any simpler? Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 38. Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 38. Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 38. Ye have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you, Jesus said, that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him also 
turned to him the other also. And you're like, Jesus, are you serious? Yes, he is. Amen. People cut you off in traffic. That does not mean take your great big burly truck and run them into the ditch. You know what I mean. Don't be pretending you never figured that out. You know what pastor is saying. You know what Jesus is saying. Amen. Amen. I know you want to pop them upside the head, but don't do that. That's assault or battery, one of those. I think it's assault. And you can't do that. They'll take you to jail for that. Amen? And Jesus has given them permission to do that if you do that. So, no, we don't do that. Let's look at Luke. Luke chapter 9. Luke. Chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. Oh, and I'm at verse 54. Luke chapter 9, verse 54. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. You don't understand what spirit is influencing you now. It's not me. It's the devil. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. You see, when we get all riled up and upset, we feel feelings just like everybody else does. Saints are very human. Amen? And we have the same temptations everyone else does, but we have the power through Jesus Christ our Lord to overcome. Yes, we do. We have the power to overcome. James chapter 5, verse 9. James chapter 5, verse 9. The book of James that you know all about. Yes, you do. Chapter 5, verse 9. And the Bible said, Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. So no, you cannot allow your resentment and irritation and annoyance to work its way into a grudge. We are not to allow the sun to go down on our wrath. We're to get before God and deal with it. Because if we do, we leave an open door to the devil. And we need our doors closed. Amen? The devil goes around 
as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Don't be devourable. Amen? Don't be devourable. So, saying, we cannot be persons who don't learn from the past and get stuck in the events that have happened to us. Now, you know that there are people that you've met, and sometimes it's been you, and maybe sometimes it's been me. Something has happened that really upset us and was really traumatic, and we have a hard time moving past that event and going on. We need the grace of God to help us. We need God's intervention. You know, sometimes the tire gets stuck in the mud. And somebody has to come along with some sort of intervention to get the tire up out of the mud and moving the vehicle along again. Well, in that way, we need the mercy and forgiveness of our God. We need his grace. We need his His all-abounding grace. We need the scriptures to help us to you to be used as as that um that lever to break open that area in our lives and not allow the enemy to take advantage of us. Amen. Yes, you're going to have to seriously pray. Yes, sometimes it's an easy thing to forgive. And sometimes it just is not. We all are going to come to places in our lives where it's difficult to forgive, but we have to stay on our face before God until his healing virtue moves within our lives, removing the the hurt and the pain and the shock and the trauma and the suffering and allow it to leave so his love can come in its place. You see, every sin that's ever been committed and ever will be committed and is being committed at this moment, Jesus already died for it. He already took it on his own body on the cross of Calvary. The price has been paid for every single thing that's ever gone wrong, for all of our wrong and all of everyone else's wrong. So since it's been paid for in full by the death of Jesus, he took the wrath of God for it, let's let him off the hook, and let's let ourselves off the hook as well. Amen? I hope I'm not making this too complicated. I I think uh, most people understand what I'm saying because it's necessary for everyday living. People are going to do things that offend you. It's it's going to happen. You can't miss it. Amen? Things that happen to you when you're in the womb to offend you. Your mom wants to go to the bathroom, and you want to take a nap in a spot, and she's trying to get you to move. 
That's right. Offense happens in the womb. Amen. And so we must learn to have um, Christ-like responses to the offenses of everyday living. If you think Jesus walked this earth as a human being and nobody did anything to offend him, you are wrong. You are wrong. Because he was tempted in all points, like as us, yet without sin. So we can overcome. It takes some work and some practice and some paying attention. Amen? And sometimes we don't feel like paying attention. But we're going to overcome that now, aren't we? You see, I know that you know someone, and maybe from time to time it's been you, that somebody does something to you and it finds this place to lodge somewhere in your soul. And you do everything you know to get over it. And you think you've gotten over it, it's gone, time has passed away, and then something else will happen, and it'll open up all over again. That's a wound that has never healed properly. And there's something down in there that needs to come out. And sometimes you have to fast. That's right. Sometimes you have to fast and stay before the Lord in prayer until God can move that thing out of you. Why? Because sometimes it's generational. Ah, you weren't planning on me saying that. Well, sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's just downright satanic attack. Nonetheless, whatever damage has been done, Jesus healed. He says, I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. So what you need is to be healed. You see, when you forgive, when you forgive by an act of your will, you're opening up yourself to God, healing you from within. Amen? Amen. You're opening yourself up for God to heal you because you need to be healed. Words go in and they form wounds sometimes. Words can 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 be weapons and they go in and they cause wounding deep within our souls. And you need God to come in and heal you. And so when we fast, we pray for everyone to be healed because some of us have got things so deeply lodged in our lives that we can't remember where they started. But every now and then the wind blows and something happens and it triggers that thing all over again. Well, saints, we have to go to the Lord on those things and we have to stay before him Till change comes. Amen? We have to stay before the Lord until change comes. This is when you you really spend time in your prayer closet. 
crying out to God, can do things to wound you. They can do things and they don't think anything of what they did. Oh, they don't think they did anything. But it it hurts you in a way you've never been hurt before. I mean, it really hurts. So you can't just brush it off like like you have dandruff on your on your jacket or something. No, it's deep within. It pierced, and you need Jesus to go in there and get that out of you. Amen. You can't afford to have, you know, this fly-by-night relationship with the Lord. You have to have a close, tight relationship because people are going to do things to wound you, some intentional, some not intentional. Amen. Amen. So, saints, we have to learn that we must learn from the past. And when we get stuck, Jesus is there to get us unstuck. The sooner we go to him, the better. Amen. So, let's go to Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Some of us are still dealing with things from our childhood, but you've got to get on your face before God and let him open that area and that situation up and show it to you from his point of view so you can come over that situation. You can step over it. Amen? Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. I'll give you a second. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Amen. God can help you. So, you see that we have to let go of past events. We cannot hold on to them. They must leave so that we'll be able to reach forth to the things which God has before us. Instead, we must change our point of view and view bad experiences as opportunities to grow. Amen. Now, you know, I want to caution you about this this um, this ditch. I want to caution you about this ditch. You come away from that situation and you think in your mind, well, everybody that's like that person acts the same way that person acted. Wrong. Wrong. You can't turn, watch the news and see 
Uh, this person from Nicaragua uh, raped and killed this white woman. So all the people from Nicaragua, same way, that's wrong. That's called prejudice. That's called prejudging. That's wrong. You've decided that because they come from the same country as somebody that did something wrong, that they're automatically just like them. That's not the truth. In fact, within the same family, same children from the same parents, all the children came from the same parents, there are very different personalities and attitudes and behaviors. So that doesn't work. So you can't do that. You can't say all white people always do this or all black people always do this or all Native Americans always do this or all Peruvians always do this or all Italians always do That's not going to work. There's always going to be people that don't fit that particular profile. It's just not going to work. Amen? It's just not going to work. So God won't bless that attitude so we can't embrace it. Amen? Amen. So this, um, these bad experiences are sort of like manure in a garden. Yeah, they go down, they're smelly, but they go down to enrich the soil. So that the plant gets all the nutrients that it needs to grow strong and tall. It has it has a working. You know, the Bible says that God is able to make all things work together for our good. God has the ability to do that, but we actually have to let him do it. Amen. We actually must let him do it. We must cease to take everything personally. Because really, everything isn't personal. You know, you're in the store, you're you're trying to cooperate with the cashier, and then she has all of a sudden this attitude, and you think it has something to do with you. It's liable to have nothing to do with you. You don't know what happened five minutes before you got there. And you you want to take it personal when it actually has nothing to do with you at all. It has to do with whatever happened before you even got there. So we cannot go around taking everything personally. There are too many factors that come in in the situation that we are ignorant of, first of all, we don't have any knowledge of to begin with, and we can't assimilate them properly anyway. We can't evaluate them properly because, really, we're on the outside of the situation. We're on the outside of the real situation. We just happen to think that because we're there, it's supposed to have something to do with us. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. You might have come up after somebody had just spit in her face, and she's upset. Well, it didn't have anything to do with you anyway. So don't take it personal. 
just let it pass. Amen? You don't know. You weren't there. You don't know when, and you don't know where. You just know you showed up and something's not right. That's all you know. That's a good time to plead the blood. Praise God. Amen. You see, if we take everything personally, this will stop our growth. It will stop our growth. You know, other people are human, and they're going to emote too. Why? Because they're human. That's why. We must also, we must come to accept that we are not perfect. I know your grandmama told you there's no baby in the world like you, but darling, you're not perfect. Amen. We are not perfect, and yes, we do make many mistakes, and a lot of them without realizing that that's what we're doing. Amen. It's just the truth. We must give mercy and forgiveness as we would desire it. You got to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, there was, there's a lady that was working at the post office, and every time I went, for some reason, that lady annoyed me. And I was just going to not go. And then I thought one day, I said, well, maybe she doesn't feel good. Maybe maybe she's sick, and that's why she doesn't feel good, and that's why the situation exists. And after I thought that, I changed my perspective. You see, you have to get a hold of it, and you have to do the right thing. Amen? When we get rejected, yes, we are offended. Every little thing offends us until we get a hold of it. Till we get a hold of it. Amen? Till we get a hold of it. We must give out much mercy and forgiveness. Others have the right to make mistakes too. It's a part of life. Everybody makes mistakes. There is not anybody who does not. So if you think you don't, you just lied to yourself, and you ought not to do that. Amen. Saints, it's okay for the newspaper to be black and white only, but not so in our relationships to ourselves and others are many variables which influence our behavior. Saints, God still resists the proud. And so do humans, too. God still resists the proud. Yet, he will give grace to the humble and lead them out of trouble. Yes, you heard it. He will give grace, abundant grace to the humble 
and lead them out of trouble. Proud people can often be defensive and try to appear to be strong. Uh-huh. However, the truth is that they are very weak. The truth is that they are very weak. Many times when things don't go our way, we become easily offended. In the heart, resentment is a way of not accepting things, of not accepting things. These feelings of resentment may cover up the truth of insecurity. Now, we've talked about insecurities recently. Perhaps you need to recast. Resentment is not good because it keeps the wound open for way too long. Amen. Acceptance and moving forward is best. So we must accept the fact that we cannot be right all the time. Insecurity is a buddy to always having things under control and always needing to be right. I'll say it again. Insecurity is a buddy to always having things under control and always needing to be right. Insecurities cause us to fear the opinions of others. Therefore, we don't feel at ease by others. We must learn to accept some things that we just don't like. We must learn to accept some things that we just don't like. So, saints, when we hold a grudge in our heart, our lives are not usually pleasant. Because we constantly remember what has been done to us. Mm-hmm. I know this has never happened to you now, has it? You're so blessed. You've never been upset by anything. So instead of overcoming it, we recreate it. We talk about it over and over and over and over, even if only to ourselves. And every time we do, we recreate it again, again, and again. This is the lifestyle of a drama king or queen. They live in constant drama. Everything is drama. Amen? Yes, saints, resentment can be the refusal to accept what has happened 
and the feeling that we have been harmed. Amen. It is still our own perception of how we have been treated. Amen. Times we're going to have to learn to set aside the level of importance that we give to how we feel we have been treated. It cannot have the same level of importance it had when you were five. You're not five anymore. And so it can't have that level of importance. As we grow in Christ, it should become less and less and less important. And believe me, the enemy will come all over again. We cannot permanently hold a piece of burning coal. No, we can't. God will not allow us to launch it as a missile upon those who have done us harm. No, he won't. Mm -mm. Jesus loves you, so he's not going to let you get away with it. He'll talk to you when you're trying to go to sleep, and you'll try to put your head under the pillow, and he'll keep talking. Amen. He will just keep talking until you come around to his point of view. You see, when Jesus talks, there is no pillow that can plug up your ears. Amen. One day you'll get that. Amen. He's not, there are things he is never going to let you get away with. You think in your little mind, well, I'll just, and he's like, oh, no, you won't either. And just as you think you can do it. And that's a sin, conjuring up stuff, thinking up stuff bad to do. That's a sin. And you just sitting there thinking you haven't said a word, and he'll speak and you'll know you're in trouble. Well, he tried to talk to Cain before Cain slew, before he slew his brother. Jesus isn't going to just sit there and say nothing. He's going to talk to you when you don't want to listen. You may as well just go, yes, Lord. But you know that's not what you're going to do. You're going to try to resist his words. (laughs) Yes, I am your pastor. (laughs) Amen. But speaking of that cold, that you want to launch as a missile that you're never going to launch. It will destroy us for holding on so long to that fiery coal, all that source of anger and hatred and discomfort. You're going to have to let go. Amen. 
Yes, this can even be a recurring feeling. It has been experienced by those who have been hurt, abandoned, or betrayed by their family environment. Did pastor say a bad word? Let me tell you about People, families take you for granted, and they say and do things that they would not do to people that live out somewhere else, outside the yard. They figure they can say whatever they want to say, act any way they want to act, and do whatever they want to do, and it's just the way they feel. And there's no consideration given to how you feel, how you view it, or what you're thinking or believing. If there's anybody you must you must learn to forgive every single day, it's your family. Yes, they do take you for granted. No, they don't give you the respect that they give other people. No, they do not honor you the way they honor other people. They take you for granted. Yes, it's wrong. Yes, it's sin. But until they mature, that's what they're going to do. And when they come to say, it'll never happen again, it'll never happen again, you already know that's not the truth. So just forgive them and go on and be prepared because, yes, it is going to happen again. Yes, it is going to happen again. Oh, I didn't mean to cheat on you. You knew you were doing it and it didn't seem to bother you. Hello? It's not like you were unconscious. You knew what you were doing. People don't usually want to take responsibility when they have done something wrong. They'll say anything. It doesn't even have to go through their brain. It just rolls out of their mouth. You know it's like a child. You say anything to keep from getting a spanking. That's how it works. And you already know that, don't you? can't hold on to that fiery coal. We've got to let it go. It has been experienced by those who've been hurt, abandoned, betrayed by their family environment, by their friends, by their significant others, by their children. by their children. It is suffered by those who have been deceived in their important relationships. It happens to those who have survived a war or an armed conflict. We can understand these events But God has called us to overcome, saints. God has called us to overcome. 
People are going to disappoint you. I guarantee it. They're going to hurt your feelings with their foolishness. But you still must forgive and hand it over to Jesus and allow him to heal you. Yes, that's what we're called to do. We're called to use our will. Amen. We're called to use our will to to bring about a difference because that's what Jesus wants. He already took it on the cross, you must realize. He already took it. All the way, all that stuff they did to him, he took it. He took it. So we don't have to be captive. We can be free. Nutty people do nutty things and worse. That's never going to change until Jesus comes and changes everything. Okay? So just expect it. It's a part of life. So we can understand these events, but God has called us to overcome. We must believe that forgiveness is the step which allows us to close a stage and to recover. Yes, there is recovery in Jesus Christ. There is full recovery available in Jesus Christ. But we must allow for it. You have to go to God in prayer. And every time you say, God, I want to grow some more, he's going to bring it up till you get over it. Amen. Let's go to Exodus chapter 23. Exodus chapter 23, beginning with verse 4. Exodus chapter 23, beginning with verse 4. Amen. Exodus chapter 23, beginning with verse 4. You know, when you ask for Jesus to give you truth that you need in order to grow, he's going to come with truth. And truth is not always easy to receive. Sometimes truth is painful, but we need it. We need it because we cannot depend on lies, presumption, assumptions, and deception. Christ, the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand. Exodus chapter 23, beginning with verse 4. If thou meet thine enemy's ox or his ass going astray, thou shalt surely bring it back to him again. Okay. So, trying to break in to your enemy's ram truck, and you happen to run them off. 
surely you're going to stay there till you see to it that it's restored to him again. No, you don't have a ram truck. You just wish you had one. Amen. Verse 5, if thou see the ass of him that hated thee lying under his burden and wouldest forbear to help him, thou shalt surely help with him. Yes, you're going to help him out. I know they lied on you, okay? I, I, I know they lied on you. I know they treated you bad. And they're still treating you bad. They've been treating you bad for so long, you just don't even want to hold the conversation anymore. And you wish I would get off this subject. But you see what Jesus said? That's the attitude he wants out of our hearts. Why? Because we're like him. That's why. Amen. Proverbs. Chapter 25, Proverbs, chapter 25, and we're going to verse 21, Proverbs, chapter 25, and we're going to verse 21. You see, before I preach these sermons, I have to eat them. I can't just write them and just hand them to you and say, here, swallow this. No, I have to eat it first. The husbandman is the first partaker of the fruit. It has to permeate my life first. You didn't know that, did you? Surprise. Proverbs chapter 25, beginning with verse 21. If thine enemy be hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he be thirsty, give him water to drink, for thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head, and the Lord shall reward thee. Why would God reward me for that? For reflecting his character and nature. That's why. Amen. Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 40, Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 43, Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 43, ye have heard that it hath been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Why? Here's the answer that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. 
That's called developing in the character and nature of our God. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? Don't the heathen act the same way? And if you salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Act like your daddy. Amen. Act like your God. Act like your heavenly Father. Act like you really do belong to him. Amen. First Peter chapter 3 verse 9. First Peter chapter 3 verse 9. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. Amen. 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 Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing. None of that. You insult me, I insult you. You cut me, I cut you back and forth. None of that. But contrarywise, blessing, knowing that you are thereunto called, that you should inherit a blessing. Yes, that inherit the blessing part, it's important. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't snap back at those who say unkind. Pray for God's help for them, for we are to be kind to others, and God will bless us for it. Yes, God said that. Amen. Yes, God said that. Saints, when tempted, commit the situation and the wrongdoers to the Lord. The whole situation, how you feel, what they said, what they did, yeah, they stole from you, and on and on and on. Commit the whole thing and them too to the Lord. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 22. Say not thou, I will recompense evil. I'm going to get you back. You just wait. Don't do that. But wait on the Lord and he shall save thee. That means you have to wait longer than three seconds, okay? Amen. Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, verse 19, Romans chapter 12, verse 19, amen, Romans chapter 12, verse 19, dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. No, you have to get out the way and let God handle it. 
sometimes you have to close your mouth, hold your peace, and let the Lord fight the battle. Let him deal with it. You need to close your mouth. Amen. Amen. You know it's right, saints. First Peter chapter 2, verse 19. Now, you know if he's rehearsed, he's reminding us of all this. You know the testing is on. You do know that, right? Okay, if you don't, here's the heads up. It's here. First Peter chapter 2, verse 19. First Peter chapter 2, verse 19. For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. Really? Yes. That's right. God takes note of that. Verse 21. Verse 21. For here, for even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile or deceit, found in his mouth, who when he was reviled or insulted, reviled not again. He didn't insult back. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Yes, you can take a deep breath now. The Lord will help you. Amen. Yes, saints, you grow into this. You do your best the first round, and the next round, after you've talked to Jesus, he'll help you do better. Amen. So, Luke chapter 6, verse 37. Luke chapter 6, verse 37. Luke chapter 6, verse 37. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Yes, there's a lot of judgmental people in Miracle Internet Church. Judge not, ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Amen. Mark chapter 11, verse 25. Mark chapter 11, verse 25. Mark chapter 11, verse 25. I'll give you a moment. Mark chapter 11, verse 25. And when ye stand praying, forgive. If you have aught against any, even everybody that's in Congress, forgive. If you have aught against any. Do you realize that there are gay people that do not agree with the way the LGBTQIA plus movement 
and all the things and the grooming and the whatever else they're doing, they don't agree with any of that, and they're gay. I know that might shock some of you, but it's the truth. They don't believe in what these other people are doing at all. And they don't they don't appreciate the way they're being represented in the public media. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespass. You give and you receive. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 31. Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Yes, to the same degree that Jesus Christ, that God, um, that God forgave you, for Jesus' sake, you have to forgive others, too. The same forgiveness that you've received, you must graciously impart to others. Amen? Amen. So, I hope that you got something out of the message tonight. I think most of us did anyway. Some of us are still trying to figure it out, but I I firmly believe that uh, most of us, have gotten at least convicted about one thing. Amen? Amen. Yes, we could do better at it. We could do better. Amen. We can do better at that. So we're going to do better. Amen. You know, you... You get it right for a good bit, you know, and then something else pops up, and then you got to do it all over again. And it's okay. Amen. Praise God. We are thanking the Lord for the message tonight, for the conviction tonight, for his truth, because we want to be right with God. And we want to be ready whenever he calls us home. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky's chief of staff, Andrei Yermak, has backtracked after prompting a Time magazine article that portrayed the leader as being overly stubborn and unable to control corruption. Yermak's Telegram account initially shared a link to the 3,700-word time report on Monday, describing it as a very important article, according to screenshots shared by Ukrainian and Russian journalists. 
As of Tuesday, the message was no longer available. Some commentators have suggested that whoever posted the link had failed to read the article first and had assumed it was complimentary of Zelensky. Having previously been praised by Western journalists amid the conflict with Russia, Zelensky was painted in a less complimentary light by Ukrainian insiders quoted by Time, described an angry individual with a record of political missteps. Zelensky feels betrayed by his Western allies. They have left him without the means to win the war, only the means to survive it. And the, re- the report said of the president, citing a longtime member of his team, he deludes himself, another Zelensky aide told the ma- magazine. We're out of options. We're not winning. But try telling him that. The president's stubbornness. You know what Jesus says about stubbornness. Prevents his government from even considering a negotiated peace peace with Russia, according to the article. Instead, Zelensky orders the military to push forward, even though some frontline commanders refuse direct orders from his office, it added. Furthermore, Ukrainian armed forces lack weapons and manpower, with the latter undermined by sluggish conscription efforts. The mood among the population in Ukraine could change in the winter when people are likely to experience regular blackouts again. One source close to Zelensky told the outlet, last year people blamed the Russians. This time, they'll blame us for not doing enough to prepare, he predicted. Yermak contributed to the story, claiming that Ukrainian officials are not out here living the high life. The remark was mentioned in the context of Zelensky's apparent failure to address corruption, as suggested by another presidential confidant. People are stealing like there's no tomorrow, a top presidential advisor told Time. It took Zelensky at least six months to fire then-Defense Minister Alesky Reznikov after the leader was alerted to graft in the department, although by that time it was too late, another source claimed. Western allies were already aware of a corruption scandal involving inflated procurement prices, as were frontline soldiers. So we want to thank the righteous judge uh, for his adjudication on such. Amen. We want to thank him for that. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning reports of daycares in Germany introducing sexual exploration rooms for young children have sparked controversy and raised concerns among parents. Multiple German outlets recently reported that two childcare locations in North Rhine-Westphalia are planning to have designated spaces 
where children may engage in sexual activities as part of their education. This has caused a stir among many parents who fear the potential implications such an environment could have on impressionable young minds. That a daycare in Rheinberg is allowing children to engage in a controversial activity referred to as doctor games. During this activity, the young participants are encouraged to select one of their peers and then proceed to explore their bodies in an unspecified manner. Although the daycare insists that these activities are intended to be conducted carefully, many parents are understandably concerned by what appears to be an inappropriate exercise for children of such a young age. A similar initiative was reported by the German newspaper earlier this year, in which a daycare center in Hanover informed parents about the doctor game. All children, especially preschoolers, are aware of the places in the facility where nudity and body exploration can take place. The daycare expressed in a guidance statement, each child decides for themselves whether and with whom they want to play physical and sexual games. Girls and boys pet and examine each other only as much as is comfortable for themselves and other children. Die Welt, a German newspaper, contacted the North Rhine-Westphalia Children's Ministry to inquire about reports of sexual behavior taking place in daycares. However, they were informed that the ministry has no intention of intervening or contacting the daycares as it is deemed impossible to prevent such behaviors from occurring amongst children. Parents are voicing their concerns over the concept of exploration rooms recommended by Germany's Pro Familia Association for Daycare. My daughter is five years old. I don't want boys groping her, he said. I have another child in another daycare center where there is no such thing as exploration room. A spokesman for the German Ministry of Education in Lower Saxony has responded to public outcry over a daycare initiative in Hanover, which proposed that students engage in doctor games. The spokesperson agreed that the educational concept in this form endangers the well-being of the child, and subsequently the daycare canceled its plan. Furthermore, it was revealed by management that the original letter informing parents about the practice was never approved by the head office. Y'all, that was a cop-out, okay. (laughs) But we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. There are probably places they're doing that that we don't know about yet. Amen. We are requesting 
adjudications from the righteous judge concerning schools are warning parents about the so-called Blue Whale Challenge. The family of a Texas teen who hanged himself says their son was involved in the online game that calls to complete a series of tasks before taking their own lives. In Iran, over the weekend, two teenage girls jumped off of a pedestrian bridge in the Iranian city of Isfahan, falling prey to the deadly blue whale challenge, a police official said. The province police chief says the girls were 16 and 15 years old and jumped off Shahid Shamran Shamran pedestrian bridge under the influence of the Blue Whale Game. According to media reports, one of them is dead and the other seriously wounded. The horrifyingly dangerous game has been linked to hundreds of teen deaths around the world, particularly in Russia, where the game has been developed. But there are hundreds of blue whale of of thousands of posts relating to the sick trend on Instagram. An El Paso couple is mourning the loss of their son after they say he took part in the blue whale challenge. The couple is now warning other parents to be vigilant. D'Angelo Bristow was 14 and had just started at Mission Early College High School. His parents, Maria and Anthony Bristow, said he was a bright kid who was excited for the future. They believe he committed suicide in early October because of the social media challenge. Maria Bristow said, the way we found D'Angelo, the tablet facing him, it just made sense then. The challenge consists of a series of tasks, which are to be completed in a span of 50 days. They start off small and build up over time. During the process, the participant is in touch with an online administrator or curator who tells them what to do and when to do it. Participants are then required to take pictures of their challenges being completed and share them before they're directed to end their lives on the 50th day. A simple search of hashtags on Instagram shows users posting pictures of scars and cuts or memes that show suicide. On Twitter, the search shows users reaching out for curators to lead them through the game. The final task is committing suicide. The Bristows want other El Paso families to be aware of this hidden danger children could be facing online. With Anthony saying, I want to let parents know to check kids and see if they are changing the codes in their tablets or their computers because his password was changed. The Bristows said D'Angelo had dreams of working with computers and had a passion for karate, but that was all taken away too soon. Now they hope they can prevent a similar tragedy from happening to other families in the borderland 
with Maria saying, parents need to know what's going on. I want parents to just speak about it and not be quiet about it. There are hundreds of parents, thousands of parents, who don't know anything about this challenge. The Bristows say they'll continue to be outspoken about it so they can get the word out to as many parents as they can. In San Antonio, Texas, the father of Isaiah Gonzalez told the San Antonio television station the teen was found hanging in his bedroom closet in July in the family's home with his cell phone propped up on a shoe to record his death. The San Antonio Police Department does not mention the challenge in the teen's death report, but the Gonzalez's family said in the days after they pieced together from Isaiah's social media and communication with friends, he was participating in the game. Isaiah's sister, Alexis, says a person behind the challenge gathered personal information from Isaiah and threatened to harm the family if he didn't follow through. The San Antonio Police Department did not return a message left by the Associated Press asking whether police were investigating the game, but parents and authorities are questioning if the game actually exists, saying that there's a lack of suicides directly attributed. FBI agent Michelle Lee of the San Antonio office says the agency is not helping in the investigation, but urged parents to monitor their children's online activities, saying it's a reminder of one of the many dangers and vulnerabilities that children face using various social media and apps online every day. Parents must be remain vigilant and monitor their child's usage of the Internet. Gonzalez is the second parent this week to tell the story of their child who died by suicide, allegedly as a result of the game. Monday, a Georgia woman spoke to CNN about her 16-year-old daughter killing herself as part of the challenge, but wanted to remain anonymous. Schools, police, and parents across the country have been reporting about the rumors on the challenge for months, but it wasn't until July that there were allegations about a death link to the game. Suicides in Russia, Brazil, and a dozen of other countries reportedly linked the challenge to cases that involved teenagers or young adults. Parents say the teens reach out to game administrators called curators through the social media platforms, and these curators lead the participants through 50 days of challenges, including watching scary movie clips, cutting symbols into their arms and legs, and taking pictures of themselves in dangerous positions such as on the edge of a roof or on train tracks. The Center for Missing and Exploited Children has been notified of the challenge and wants parents to report to the center's cyber tip line, even if they feel like they do have do not have enough information to go to police. The group's director of education and outreach, Eliza Harrell, says she didn't know about the use of threats and intimidation, but said it was concerning, saying that really adds another level to this. We do not tend to address specific apps or games when we give advice to parents. When parents talk to their children, 
the underlying conversation needs to be about dealing with strangers online and putting themselves in a position of trust. It's an issue that a child is listening to someone anonymously and doing what they are told by a stranger to do. So we are thankful to the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. We are requesting the adjudications of the righteous judge concerning the lawsuit that's been filed against the Minnesota Secretary of State, Steve Simon, alleging the state's practice of cleaning its voter roll by sharing citizens' private information with a third party violates federal law, and although this case is limited to Minnesota, other states are doing the same thing. Anyone who obtains a state's driver's license or identification card knows the state collects a lot of personal information in the licensing process. The 1994 Federal Drivers Privacy Protection Act restricts the disclosure and use of personal information found in state motor vehicle databases. Since 2014, Minnesota has been giving this information to the Electronic Registration Information Center. Eric to maintain the state's voter registration record. As part of the agreement, Minnesota promised to give Eric the following information from everyone who gets a license, name, date of birth, address, driver's license, or state identification card number, and the last four digits of the social security number, phone number, and email address. Well, what else is left other than blood type? This includes registered voters and people who are not registered to vote, plus minors ages 16 and 17 who are not yet old enough to vote but who are in Minnesota allowed to pre-register for voting. The lawsuit filed in the U.S. District Court for the District of Minnesota alleges that sharing data collected in the driver's license process violates DPPA. The filing was announced Thursday, October 12th, in a press call with attorney Eric Cardall of the law firm Moroman, Cardall, and Erickson on behalf of the Minnesota Association for Government Accountability and individual Minnesota citizens, parents, minors, and state senators, Mark Coran and Calvin Barr. The DPPA has 14 exceptions that allow for the disclosure of private driver data. For example, it could be shared if it's for law enforcement purposes, insurance purposes, or if individuals specifically consent for their private driver data to be disclosed for use by something like the commercial retailer. Another exception allows private driver data to be disclosed if it's for use in a legally permitted government function. Eric uses the data to make lists of eligible but unregistered voters and requires the states it contracts with to use these lists to attempt to get them registered for voting. This, the plaintiffs argue, is the real purpose of Eric, and it is not allowed. Voter registration drives are political and not the role of the government. The U.S. Election Assistance Commission says, that this isn't a government function, Mr. Cardell said. 
The federal law states that the voter registration drives are a private function. It's something that political parties, nonprofits, and campaigns do. So how is it that we're using our private driver data in Minnesota for government-sponsored voter registration drives? Minnesota's membership agree with Eric also allows Eric to share the private driver data with Eric's agents, contractors, and subcontractors. The plaintiffs are asking for the group to stop, court to stop the Secretary of State from sharing their private data kept by driver vehicle services through either a temporary restraining order or preliminary injunction while this litigation is pending. The Minnesota Department of State does not comment on pending litigation, Press Secretary Nudson said. The following states are members of ERIC and also share private driver's data license with ERIC. Alaska, Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Georgia, Illinois, Kentucky, Maine, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Carolina, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Washington, and Wisconsin. We must execute our election activities in a nonpartisan manner. And we should never use our government resources, our data, to influence elections. This data, in many cases, is not available to the public or other partisan entities for political or other purposes. He mentioned a variety of legislation pending in Minnesota that could add to the number of citizens having personal data shared, including automatic voter registration for anyone who interacts with the Department of Public Safety for anything driver's license or ID related. And anyone who interacts with the Department of Human Services would also have their information sent in, and they will be automatically enrolled in the statewide voter registration system. I think we should be very clear. Minnesota must be compliant with the DPPA, protecting their privacy, private personally, personally identifiable information, and we need to stop participating in ERIC because I believe Minnesota elections should not be for sale to private companies for partisan purposes, Mr. Corrin said. Mr. Cardell said election watchers have been complaining about Eric's use of driver data for years, but nothing has happened, and they need help of the court to enforce the federal law. This is the biggest data privacy case ever because you have 300 million records involved. I mean, Eric has bragged that it has 300 million records, including driver data. It's just an extraordinary breach of the Driver Privacy Protection Act and people should be concerned. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a dangerously high level, high glucose level in a patient following a COVID-19 vaccine booster. Johns Hopkins physicians to take a closer look, revealing a subtle but significant link between the booster and short-term blood sugar spikes in adults with type 1 diabetes. In the summer of 2021, a 24-year-old woman with type 1 diabetes, normally managed on 45 units of insulin daily, was rushed to an emergency room. Heart pounding and breathing rapidly, her blood glucose levels were alarmingly high. 
and she was unresponsive to her regular insulin protocol. Insulin protocol. During her initial day in the hospital, she required 220 units of insulin delivered through her veins, nearly five times her regular dose. Her body began to comply by the third day, her glucose levels cautiously retreating. Perplexed by the sudden spike in blood glucose levels, doctors ruled out COVID-19 and possible infections for the woman experiencing diabetic ketoacidosis. The mystery lingered until Dr. Zilberman, a St. John's Hopkins endocrinologist, noted a crucial detail. The sudden surge occurred just a day after the patient received her COVID-19 vaccine booster shot. I reviewed the case extensively, searching for any potential causes of diabetic ketoacidosis. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary except for the recent COVID-19 shot. It sparked an aha moment, Dr. Zilberman shared. I raced home on my bike and still in my cycling gear, urgently called my colleague exclaiming, you won't believe this. And the wake of that incident and echoed by another anecdotal account, by other anecdotal accounts, Dr. Zilberman spearheaded an investigative study rallying a team at John Hopkins to explore the impacts of COVID-19 vaccine booster shots on glucose levels amongst this demographic. The focus study brought together 21 adult participants with type 1 diabetes. Eight received the Moderna booster and 13 the Pfizer-BioNTech booster and scrutinized changes in their glycemic control and insulin usage around their vaccination time. Employing Dexcom G6 Pro continuous glucose monitors for 10 days, the research sought to accurately track any shifts in glucose levels pre- and post-vaccination. To my knowledge, we are the first to explore COVID-19 boosters' impact on glucose using 24-hour data from real-time continuous glucose monitoring. Dr. Andrew Demidowicz, assistant professor in the Division of Endocrinology at St. Johns Hopkins Medicine said, the study illuminated a tangible shift in glucose levels post-vaccination among individuals with type 1 diabetes. The average glucose level of participants rose to roughly 173 from 163 just a couple of days post-vaccination, a jump that's considered statistically significant and not likely due to mere chance. Researchers also noted a temporary uptick in insulin resistance, hinting that the body wasn't utilizing insulin as effectively as usual. While COVID-19 booster vaccines had a generally minimal impact on glucose control, nudging it up by an average of 6%, Dr. Demidowicz highlighted a critical observation. One in four participants experienced a pronounced surge in blood sugar levels post-booster. However, the study authors stated that for most patients, the COVID-19 booster remains safe and is well tolerated, aligned with prior research on the primary vaccine series. He anticipates a possible, albeit likely milder, blood surge 
blood sugar surge post-vaccine and people with type 2 diabetes, warranting further exploration into the nuanced interplay between vaccinations, immune responses, and glucose control across diabetes types. This investigation emerges committently with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's updated guidelines, which recommend annual COVID-19 vaccinations for everyone older than six months old. The CDC is transitioning the term booster to annual vaccination, reflecting an adaptive approach, approach to the virus's ongoing evolution and drawing a parallel with the vi- flu virus. The connection between a spike in glucose levels among type 1 diabetics or a COVID-19 vaccine booster shot isn't a total surprise. The doctor said vaccines are designed to provoke an immune response, which induces an inflammatory reaction known to alter insulin signaling and glucose regulation considerably, he explained. For people with diabetes, disruptions such as toothaches or impending infections typically translate to a surge in glucose levels. Although the study substantiates the theory that insulin resistance propelled by inflammation is a key driver for hyperglycemia, it doesn't present a definitive answer. Without quantifying inflammatory markers, the team admits the possibility of other contributing factors. The study's authors point out that the temporary elevation in glucose levels could be directly related to inflammatory mechanisms or perhaps to other influences such as changes in appetite or physical activity levels post-vaccination. Practical aspects of vaccination such as feeling unwell, reduced physical activity, disrupted eating habits, or disturbed sleep all play a role in glucose dynamics. The doctor theorized that any of these factors could collaboratively impact glucose levels following a vaccine booster, weaving a complex picture that necessitates a broader exploration. It's crucial for those with diabetes to be mindful of potential glucose level spikes, not just following COVID-19 vaccinations, but with all vaccines, owing to the body's inherent immune response. While COVID-19 vaccines didn't significantly impact glycemia, other vaccines like influenza, Tdap, or pneumococcal might have different effects. It's crucial to identify patients more susceptible to post-vaccination hyperglycemia or DKA. Understanding DKA, recognizing its symptoms, and knowing how to respond is paramount. The CDC initial DKA indicators as pronounced thirst and frequent urination with possible quick progression to severe symptoms such as fruity scented breath, muscle aches, headaches, nausea, fatigue, to name a few. Said nothing. The doctor said, noting that doctors should conduct a pre-vaccination assessment evaluating the patient's diabetes management plan to ensure that it's well-controlled. A strategic post-vaccine plan is vital, particularly during the first five days after the vaccination. 
the doctor advised. He underscored the importance of diligent glucose testing, a solid insulin adjustment strategy, and establishing a clear benchmark for when to seek professional help, ensuring a safety net for the potentially turbulent glycemic aftermath of vaccination. Praise the Lord. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. Amen. We know that God looks out for us. And some of us uh, are dealing with uh, similar situations in our own health care. And others of us know people that are in our family or close to us that are dealing with it as well. So we need to go before the righteous judge and seek his adjudication. And we want to thank him for bringing it to our attention. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Brother Marshall, we need to pray. Amen. We need to pray. Amen. First of all, can you hear me? Hello? Yes, I can. Well, I don't know if you, which phone you've got me on. I have I don't know which one. I don't want to shut off the cell phone if that's what you're listening to me on. You can shut it off. Okay, thank you. Take it you're easy. welcome. Praise the Lord. Yes, I can still hear you. Okay, <laughs> it's off now. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us options here. Thank you for keeping us connected. Thank you for hearing the prayers during this past limited uh, diet that we've gone through, praying for the Internet, uh, the MIC uh, connections, Father God. We give you praise and honor and glory that you're able to keep us in touch with one with another. But much more, much more important, that, that's nice, but much, much more important, Father God, is that we're connected to the living God who loves each one of us perfectly, even when I certainly didn't deserve it. But I thank you, Father, for sending your Son to show us your love for each one of us. And we think of that perfect love that casts out all fear. So many people are looking for confirmation and acceptance among someone other than the Godhead, someone other than those that have their best interests at heart. And even family members, as loving as they can be, they also have other struggles of their own, Father God. So we ask, Father God, for your help. And you said, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth all men liberally and abradeth not, and it will be given him in James. So, Father, we ask for your help. I ask for your help and your wisdom. Because Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. We can't burp. We can't drool. We can't do anything. But we thank you, Lord Jesus. You said, Lord, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. You're with us always, Lord. And you'll never leave us nor forsake us. And we thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. We thank you for your faithfulness because you spoke us all into being. As Father God gave you the impression to what to say, you're the word that spoke us, Lord. You spoke us into being. You knit us together in our mother's wombs. And we thank you for saying the Holy Ghost to quicken us by your quickening. The same quickening spirit that raised, you from the, that raised you from the dead is quickening us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. The last for your adjudications, every one of these different things that, that Pastor Sabrina just read through, Father God, especially those that impact the lives of those that are and will be members of the body of Christ. Those that can repent, those that can turn from their own presumptions, 
<clears throat> Sometimes that's what it is. Some people think, well, of course I'm going to have some wonderful person give me great advice online, or I'm going to have wonderful insights because, you know, I can go to the site and it's going to tell me everything I need to know. Wait a minute. It says, wisdom begins and ends with you, Lord. You're the founder of all wisdom. Not somebody who came up with something online. We thank for the people that made these devices available. We thank the ability to be connected. But we thank you, Lord, that some of them had ulterior motives. We thank you that some of them are um, trying to cause increase in strife, trying to cause increase in finger-pointing and blaming one another. We ask for your help of all those people involved with what's going on over in Ukraine. We thank you for exposing the lies, Father God, as you've been doing very, very wonderfully in all these different areas, especially those things that affect the human beings that are made in your image, not just in Ukraine, not just in those in Texas and other places where people have been harmed by stuff online, Father God, but you're bringing everything to light. You said in your word, for nothing that's secret shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad in Luke 8:17. So, Father, I don't fully understand all the business about what's going on over in Ukraine, but you do. I don't understand all the different parties behind it on both sides of the fence. Some of them go back probably thousands of years, not just a couple of weeks, not just to 2014 when Zelensky was inserted in there, kind of like, well, whatever, what he was. So, Father God, we know that there's some people that try to bring in what's called color revolutions to, to change things, to get people to say, oh, of course we need to have a change. You said don't meddle with them that are given to change because then comes sudden destruction. Father God, we don't wish any destruction on the people of Ukraine or this nation or any other place, Father God, <laughs> any place, Father God including those people that are trying to change things in what's normal child-rearing in Germany, not to mention every other country, Father God, especially in the in the Western Hemisphere, Father God, in not just the United States and Canada and, and Europe, where they, their children are like little toys for people playing psychological games. It's all part of Satan's game plan to cause people to be less than thrilled, is the kindest way I can put it, with some people that are in charge at these different institutions, like the daycare center, Father God, in Jesus' name. We ask for your divine help and adjudication. We ask you, Father God, that the people, the people involved in all these different situations, Father God, including the people in all these different nations, even, even in Iran, even in Russia, where these these, what was they called, the blue whale uh, challenge was begun. It, well, everybody likes to have a fun challenge. <laughs> but people don't read the Bible very much these days. At least that's my impression. I, I could be wrong. Maybe people are turning there more. But, Father God, I was in a church many years ago, and there was a, a, a young woman there, and she was married, and she had a habit of cutting herself frequently. Kind of reminds me of what the prophets of Baal did when they're trying to get Satan's attention because Satan demands blood. He's looking for blood because Father God was looking for the the blood when there was the Jewish boys were circumcised on the eighth day, and that's how they named them when blood was flowing. When they just might have been crying a little bit too, maybe a lot, 
Father God. But the, the blood was flowing, and that's when the usually the dad named the son. And these some some of these 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 so-called prophets of Baal, worshiping a false god, they tried to get Satan's attention, and Elijah just mocked him. And you know what's going on, Lord. You know what's really behind all this, and it's just satanic, including trying to trying to cause confusion, sexual confusion, perversion among the children, Father God, of all ages, the daycare center, the five-year-olds, the teenagers, and all these different nations, Father God, because people are looking for, oh, I'm going to be accepted. This is great. And go online. It's going to be great fun. Oh, look at, oh, wow, sure, I can stand on the edge of a roof. Uh, what about Jesus? When he's being challenged by the devil, he said, and he took him up in the, in the pinnacle of the temple. He said, jump off. You know, Psalm 91, he's, he's going to give his angels charge of him. He says, do not tempt the Lord your God. You mean we're not supposed to put God to any test like that? We're not supposed to, like, just jump in front of an oncoming train just to see if, if maybe the, the person running the train can hit the brakes fast enough before we're sliced in little pieces? Father God, we ask for your help and adjudication. All these children that are getting there, and you know, when I volunteered with the ambulance those years ago, first as an EMT and then later as a medic, Father God, yeah, there's a bit of a dopamine rush when you're going down the road and the sirens are going. And some people need to be, especially if you're awake at 2 in the morning or whatever it is, right after the bars close and there's an accident and you have to, you have to go down a hill because the car went over the cliff or whatever and somebody's down there, you don't know who's in the car and all that. Yeah, there's a dopamine rush because, you know, that's what happens when the body's challenged. And some of these people are just looking for a little dopamine hit. That's why some people take cocaine, I think. It's a, it's a very short-lived little hit, very brief, and it doesn't come back again. They can keep taking it again and again. They never get the same fix they got the first time unless they get off of it for a long time because people are looking for something that's supposed to be only found the way you want, Father God, in healthy activities. Like when a pure virgin husband and wife get married and how often does that happen anymore? I don't know, Father God. Some people say they need to test each other out first. They're looking for, for love in the wrong places. Some people are looking for acceptance in the wrong. We bind every one of those. Satan, you're bound. Every one of your perverse spirits are bound, seeking to kill, steal, or destroy, coming in multiple, multiple, multiple ways, including all the doublespeak from the vaccine industry and the doctors that they really don't know, Father God. Yeah, they found a little clue about one little thing about spiking, possibly calling diabetic ketoacidosis, which is not a fun thing. Yes, it can take somebody's life, potentially, if it's not caught. Father God, that's one of those things where you feel like a real hero when you can um, uh, do help somebody in the ER or an ambulance or whatever with, with a sudden glucose change, especially when it bottoms out. Not so much when the rockets up to the top. But, Father God, we know that diabetics are much more susceptible to COVID-19 and with, it, with the nasty effects afterwards because they had, quote, quote, unquote, comorbidities. So, Father God, and there's a lot more. Some of the other doctors have found out there's a lot of reasons why that happened. And it wasn't just uh, because it was um, they, they had a, a, just a single comorbidity. So, Father God, we ask, even in the other situation, which I believe we prayed about previously, about the thing in Minnesota with the driver's license affecting many other states, 
including the states I've been familiar with. But Father God, the people have been trying to steal, kill, and destroy. Because why? Because they're listening to other voices. Just like the, the, the boys that said, oh, I have, to, I have to follow the next challenge or else. Because I have to do what it tells me to do. Well, how about holding every thought captive? Second, uh, was that Second Corinthians ten five? All thoughts captive and subject to complete obedience, Lord Jesus Christ and Nazareth. Of course, that really only works if you've already given your heart to Jesus. In fact, God only hears the prayers of those who, everyone who wants to genuinely repent. And we think about the God. You can get a hold of multiple people. You love every human being in every area that somebody worked for ISIS or whatever was part of ISIS, and Jesus went and appeared to him. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't know what that meant. And then later he said, what's your name? He said, my name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He said, oh. He didn't know until he met you, Lord. So, Lord, you're getting a hold of people. I heard maybe, whatever, 30,000 people a week in China are coming to the Lord. So, Father God, we're living in very challenging times. But what happens in challenging times? Many, many, many people in a valley of decision. Father, we ask you to draw multiple, multiple people to the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth when they find their privacy has been confiscated by this Eric business, when they find that the, the doctors are, are just playing with the little statistics on the surface. They're not talking about what's really going on, especially with the connection between, uh, between Johns Hopkins and um, what's his name, um, Bill Gates. And not an incidental connection, Father God. But these they're getting a little bit of truth out. That's nice. A little bit of truth is better than no truth. But, Father God, it's nice to warn the people about a little bit that they can do to protect themselves. As if the CDC really cares about people. As if the people at Johns Hopkins, maybe some of the doctors genuinely care. Everybody used to think, of course, the medical establishment, they would not to do no harm. They only want to do what's best for us. We found out recently that isn't always the case. Some of them have been brainwashed, too. Not just the children playing the blue whale game, Father God. The people in, 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 in different areas and the, and the people in Germany with the daycare centers. Father, we bind every spirit behind every, every ungodly spirit of mind control. Every, every spirit uh, seeking to kill, steal, and or destroy is bound in Jesus' name, according to not only Matthew 18, 18, Matthew 16, 19. Put uh, up, we bind you, the Satan, the strong man, according to uh, Mark 3:26 and 27, and Matthew 12:29. You, Satan, the strong man, everyone who is from our position, seated in heavenly places, according to Ephesians 2:6, according to Proverbs 18:10. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower; the righteous run into it and are safe. And what is that name? That's the name above all names. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. What does Jesus' name mean? It means Savior. There's no other Savior. Not Fauci. Not Biden. No, not even Trump. No, not even some of the alternative doctors. Simone Gold means well, as far as I know. But, but Father God, there, you know, she's a, a, a doctor and a lawyer, and she's very intelligent. But it isn't a matter of intellect. It's a matter of the heart. You look at the heart for each one of us, for those children that are harming themselves and cutting themselves, playing this game, getting ready to commit suicide because they're what? Controlled by a spirit of fear because something they, somebody online said, oh, we got all the information about your family. We're going to take them out if you don't follow through. Father, you've not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound. And how much power does Jesus have? It says in your word he has all power in heaven and in earth in Matthew 28, 18. 
It says that he is the Lord of Lords and King of Kings in Daniel, and it says it in also in um, in Revelation. Father God, and we thank you for that, giving Jesus all that power. And who was he? Was he just a little Jewish carpenter's son? Uh, no, he's the Son of the Living God, because he came in your name. That's like it says in John. Was that John five forty three? I believe it is. And we thank you for sending Father for sending Jesus in your name. The name of what? Savior. Because you said, look unto me and be saved, for I am God. Well, how can we look to the invisible God and be saved? Because Jesus is the visible representation of the invisible God. It seems like such a contradiction in, in logic, Father God. But we can't live from our head. We can't live with that thing above our, above our shoulders. We have to live from our heart. So, Father God, <laughs> and you know, most of us have struggled, maybe all of us, have struggled with rejection. We've struggled with all these things, like maybe some of these teenagers, they're looking for acceptance in the wrong places. Oh, I get to do a challenge. Somebody's going to say I'm really good if I get to commit suicide. How about those people that are from um, the Islamic background that, that uh, put little bombs on their children, you know, and they say, oh, this is for, this is for Allah. Uh, who's Allah? This is Allah has no son. Well, is, is that is that is that uh, wise to to be worshiping a, a, a god that says supposed to God? What does the word God? God just means ruling potentate. And for some people, it says whoever whoever you submit yourself servants to obey his servants you are to whom you obey. I think it's in John six sixteen or something like that, or Romans Romans six sixteen. And a lot of these people are obeying all kinds of phony gods, not just Baal. Because they esteem their 401k or their investment portfolio more important than the lives of their own family. It's more important than their time with Jesus, Father God. Father God, deliver all those that have been controlled by mammon and every other spirit, every ungodly controlling spirit, trying to control them from every source in Jesus' name. Because you said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered in Joel 2.32. So we take the cup of salvation and call upon your name. Like it says in Psalm 116, starting at verse 12, What shall I render unto the Lord for his benefits to me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. And you said in Acts 2.21, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the word there, saved in the Greek is sozo. Saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole. And it says you don't want any of the children to perish in Matthew 18.14. So all the children not just those in the daycare centers in, in Germany, not just the teenagers all around the globe that are being sucked into little games from uh, Twitter, X, or Instagram, or wherever they're getting this nonsense from. Father, deliver the people from the mind-controlled spirits, the human beings created in your image, and you're drawing multiple people. We think what you've already begun. Many, many people in different nations, even getting that ISIS, Father God, to, to hear Jesus' voice, getting the, the, many years ago, Pat Holiday told us about the, who were they? the 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 Buddhist uh, priests? Like thirty thousand of them met, had met Jesus, and they repented. They came to Jesus, Father God, because there's only one true God. And so, Father, you sent Jesus in your name, and that's the name above all names. So we can look to you, and we can be saved. But we need others to look to you, Lord. So we ask you to wake them up, Father God, in Jesus' name. But that, but that, that, but again, I need to read this little scripture here in Isaiah. Isaiah 40, 45, because the Lord is reminding me about it here, says, For there is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior. The end of Isaiah 45, 21. Look unto me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, there is none else. 
It's not your tablet. It's not your phone. It's not your iWatch. For I have sworn by myself the word has gone out of my mouth, righteousness. And who's that word? That word is Jesus. And shall not return unto me that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. Surely shall one say, in the Lord, not by myself, in the Lord have I righteousness and strength. Even to him shall men come, and all their incensed against him shall be ashamed. It's only in the Lord. Turn from ourselves and our own wicked thoughts. We cast off that 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 rock that's hanging around on top of our shoulders, and we, that we tend to go by that instead of what's ticking down below under our left side of our chest. Father God, because you look at the heart. So we ask you to rescue all the children, the children in every area, Father God, not just in Minnesota that are being given there. Oh, I get to get my driver's license soon. I'm 17. It's pretty exciting. It's coming soon. Yeah, it can be exciting when you're a teenager. You get to, I have some liberty. I can do what I want to do finally. My parents can't hold me down. Well, you know, Father, we bind the spirit of rebellion. We bind every spirit of wanting to do things the way I think I should do them when they don't line up with your will. And giving people a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. So Satan, you're bound. Everyone under is bound, seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. Every spirit of Zeus is bound. Destroy, couldn't have that. We speak confusion, division, the enemy's camp. And to scatter those that delight in war, every type of war, including mind games in Jesus' name, psychological warfare, not just physical warfare. Some people think uh, a, a war is only when people are shooting bombs and blowing things up. No, no, no. Or maybe even bioweapons. That's a new one. Yeah, but actually they've been doing it a long time. But it was been more subtle before. But now it's kind of out in the open. Father, we thank you for exposing all these things. Satan, you're bound to everyone. Unleashed around seeking to kill, steal, and then destroy in agreement with all the saints because of the bloody covenant. Because apart from you, Lord Jesus, we can do nothing. But together, we can do all things as joint heirs with Christ, according to what's written in uh, Romans 8, uh, verses 15 to 17. Satan, you're bound to all your underlings are bound, because Jesus says, Behold, I've given you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. So, Father, we ask you to rescue all those that are descendants of every true believer, Lord Jesus Christ, all the family members, all the children of every believer, some of them very close to home for a lot of us. Draw, draw, draw those, Father God, to the Lord Jesus, because it says in John 6, 44, No man comes to the Lord Jesus, save you draw them. And it says over in Jeremiah 31, 3, that you draw us with your loving kindness. Because Jesus, even as that nice man at the ambulance, when I was just starting out there, Father God, Tom, he stretched out his arms and says, Jesus loves you this much. He stretched out his arms. I had not accepted Jesus then. That was the first, the very simple explanation of the gospel to me. Jesus loves us so much, he stretched out his arms to prove it. Why? Because Father God said, this is what needs to be done. Because without the shedding of blood is no remission. Now, Satan takes that in, in a perverse way, and he wants people to cut themselves. He wants people to, to uh, bow down and worship any idol, whatever idol, whether it's the Internet. It could be used for good. It could be used for evil. It could definitely be used for both. Father God, we ask you to rescue us from these things that would like to control our minds and our hearts to bring fear in, and we thank you for doing so. Satan, you're bound to all your underlings are bound. Current position seat in heavenly places. No for the full power communication from the demons down there. And the second heaven is the first heaven is to all those we've interceded for, including all the children in every area and every nation in Jesus' name. And all those that are big children, those that had accepted Jesus, those that have grown cold, those that have been, oh, I just need to go out and party hardy and, and have a fun, fun time. Father, Father God, you know how to get their attention, too, because you can draw them back, Father God. You're married to the backslider. And we thank you, Father God, and you know how to get their attention, Father God. In Jesus' name, because some of them 
They just don't remember. They don't remember how important it was when they first re- repented of their sins and how it made them feel. Help us to all be had our first love restored, Father God, in Jesus' name. All of us. Thank you. 
have the courage. 